This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Feed me! Meow, meow, meow! Because of this podcast, I'm a gay icon. I'm so hot! I'm so good looking! My salad dressing is amazing! Like the internet at large, there are things you can do on the internet besides porn, but most of it's porn. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Well, so far, so good. We This is our second time recording this because we tried the other day but we had technical difficulties that became overwhelming yeah yeah so and that was our that was our super bowl episode and now we've the super bowl happened so now that's that well all our predictions were correct weren't they yeah yeah what did you predict <laughs> we did predicted nothing they don't know that <laughs> i predicted i predicted that there'd be a picture of the the guy who's with Taylor Swift yelling at, I, I think it's the coach. It's the coach, and that yeah. Picture. Yeah, yeah the, the, he's the coach. There'll be a picture of that. I was very vague in my prediction. I thought that the halftime show was a snooze fest. Yeah, I agree. I was very bored. I Not think sure. the halftime does, the halftime show does best when they have a diva do. Okay. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. That we've seen ones with with guys at the center of them that have been very high energy. This just felt like it. It just didn't have that urgency that they yeah. have some years. Usher doesn't have anything to prove. But neither think, neither did Rihanna or Beyonce. Beyonce yeah. really has nothing to prove. <laughs> well, Weird Al Yankovic should do the halftime show. Now there has been people have been pushing that idea over the years, but I really think that could be something really cool. That actually would be cool. Like, I don't think they'd ever do it. He's not a big enough, like, all-around draw, but I do love no. the idea of, of just the the fun and the visuals that you could do with something like that with a budget, oh, yeah. but, but the artist pays for that production out of pocket. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, well, then I, he really could have done better then. Well, maybe Weird Al could raise some money or something. I don't know. I, I think it would be – he could do a really cool halftime show. You you would have special guests and, you know. Like, it would be cool if he did that but then duetted with all of the big artists whose song he's, songs he's spoofed over the years. That actually yeah. would be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to, like – yeah, like you, Madonna. You'd have to yeah. bring in some. Uh, yeah, that would, that would be really cool. Has he like? It. Has he spoofed a Beyonce song? I don't think so. Not that I know of. Although now that I'm thinking of it, a lot, a lot of his biggest hits, uh, the artist is no longer with us. True. Yeah, I guess like, so. Like Eat It. Yeah. What was yeah. the the Coolio mm. song? The Gangster's oh, yeah. Paradise. Um, the Amish Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can't do that. Yeah, you'd have to like quickly do some some recording 
and do like yeah. a do like a Beyonce, do like a, a Lady Gaga song. Oh, he does that if a Lady Gaga one. He says, okay. "I perform this way." Okay, that's that's his song. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's got that. Yeah, he 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 could totally do it. I hope so. I hope the people hear this and. But yeah, the happen. halftime show was very snoozy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very sure. snoozy. I felt the game itself was kind of a snooze up until the very end. Well, that's true. That was snoozy too. Yeah. Jason, snoozy you time. were right about Ice Spice. No, I said something. Uh, did I say it? I didn't say it on the podcast. I said it to less in person. I ref- I said she looks like she is performing in a production of Little Orphan Annie. But I can't oh, be the only person that's made that observation. Well, no, because I sent you a meme, and the meme is Travis Kelsey talking to Ice Spice, and he says, I love your song. The sun will come up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> So she looks like Annie. Interesting. Okay. She does, actually. She really does. All right, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. You know who Ice Spice is, right? Well, just because I saw that Taylor Swift is with Ice Spice and Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's so I saw the name Ice Spice. Well, she sings. I know she was on SNL, right? She's a rapper, recently. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a rapper. Rapper, yeah. Yes. But yeah, it was, a, it was, it was just very snoozy. But you know who's never snoozy? Well, I was going to bring something up. Do you guys, um, I know I just interrupted, but speaking of SNL, what do you think of this? Um, they got this guy, Shane Shane Gillis. Oh, yeah. He, he was a cast member. Not really. And then they told him, well, no, he was never actually on the show. They hired him as a cast member like hmm, three, four years ago. And then they, then they went back and they found podcasts, stuff he said on podcasts that were kind of offensive. And they said, okay, you can't be a cast member. Now he's going to host the show. Yeah. Now, what happened in the meantime? Like, so they hired him. They ended up not hiring him. What did happen to his career in the meantime? Like, how is he getting? He's done, done better. He's, well, he's, done he, he's he's mainly a stand-up, and so his stand-up yeah. career has kind of—I don't know if "exploded" is the word, but it's definitely grown considerably since um, since twenty eighteen. I guess that was or seventeen, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, SNL has been leaning into having stand-ups, uh, big stand-ups host the show. I don't know if he's quite at that level yet, but I don't follow stand-up as closely as I do sketch. So I don't know. Now, um, okay, what? so what was, do you know the type of stuff he said? Was it racist? Was it sexist? There was both. There was, it, was, yeah. it was some racist stuff. Uh, um, or not yeah, some, some racist stuff, some anti-gay stuff, some anti-Asian stuff. Oh, well, um, fuck him then. And, but, so I'm curious, though. He was hired the same year Bowen Yang was to be in the cast. And Bowen uh-huh. is gay and Asian. And mm-hmm. I'm curious how he feels about this, knowing that this, you know, this guy sort of built his career on saying these things. I, you know, I don't know if the guy's sorry. I don't know if he's sort of come around on his I don't even want to say views but people can grow people can say stupid Uh shit in their past and learn from it yeah that's right well I know Bo and Yang because they've made some weird decisions recently on SNL they had Dave Chappelle 
um, on stage at the end during the good nights. He had nothing to do with the show. He's just up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they have a very divisive person. Just he's just up there for a few minutes, and so they there was like they they, they isolated the shot of. Bo and Yang and Sarah Sherman, and they look, they were like upset, pointing over to him. Oh, really? And then, yeah. And then, then Bo and Yang was uh, made it known that he wasn't happy that uh, Nikki Haley was on the yeah. show. Yeah. I, I oh, felt man. that way too. Like, and SNL's been a, a bit of an apologist for politicians to an extent, and that, you know, they've had people that maybe don't align with the political views of everyone in the cast. But, yeah. The flip side of it is like, does that really change people, voters' minds? Like, really? Now, I got to be honest with you. The last time I watched a full episode of of Saturday Night Live was when Eddie Murphy was on it. Oh, really? The first time. And that was... He's only hosted it once since he left. No, 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 not the host. He was a cast member. No, he's saying like in the 80s. Oh, you've you've never seen an entire episode since the 80s? I am never at home on a Saturday night. Seriously. There's a, there were VCRs, DVRs. Now you can just watch it on streaming. You've never come across an entire, a full episode? (laughs) No, I've seen like if someone's talking about one of the bits, I'll go and watch that. But I have not seen... I have not seen um, a wow. whole episode of Saturday Night Live since I was in middle school. That you is wild to me. Brooks Whelan era. But I had a <laughs> social life Whelan. since I've been in middle school. I was always <laughs> yeah, not like me. I'm home watching it like a big nerd. I mean, you know I'm social. <laughs> I always run into you when I'm out. So I still find time to watch it. Yeah, the only time I watch, like if I hear a bit is funny, I'll watch the bit. But right. that's it. Cause, and then, because, and like, you know, th- so there's a bar, Kurt, in L.A. called Revolver. And so yeah. back in the day, like back in the 90s, Revolver would like take the funny skit of the week and show it. So I would see it at Revolver. Okay. With the highlight. It's like a Revolver's uh, like, it's a video bar. Like they, they show. Mm-hmm. It's also where the wrong Prince Charming works. Yes, it's, yes, it's where we see him. Okay. They missed the Brooks Whelan years. You missed my friend Bobby Moynihan, who was on the show for many years. He was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah, this surprise. Like, I know that you're not as into comedy in the way that Kurt and I are, but it surprises me from a pop culture standpoint. This seems like a big well, no, blind one spot. One of the things for you. I do is I'm a comedian. <laughs> no. Did you guys want? Did, did you guys? Um, did you guys want to be on on SNL at some? I did. Yeah. No. Yeah. You did. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. No, I always wanted to be like Joan Rivers or like you know, like I always wanted my own comedy special. Okay. But I never wanted to share the the stage with other people. And things haven't changed much. <laughs> well, I think I could speak for all of us that we enjoy being on the stage with you less on the show. I, yes. I tried improv. Like, I tried going to improv classes. Oh, no, you didn't look going to the ground. Yeah. Work. yeah. It, and it just didn't, it just didn't work for me. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Fair. People like doing stand up sometimes, mm-hmm. just, just doing stand up or storytelling. 
Yeah, I like just I like doing stand up. I did. I I had a I had a lot of success doing improv and uh, sketch. I, I enjoyed that. I probably because no, I did stand up because I tried doing stand up for like a year or so. And but then when I started doing improv, I was like, oh, this this is like my groove here. I loved improv because you never had to worry about learning lines. Right. You just went out yeah. there like you you had to learn yeah. about being really present and being really focused on everything else happening in the moment on stage but uh you know scripted stuff it, it was always a struggle to just even the simplest thing of having to learn lines i hated that yeah uh-huh. yeah no i hear you it's still a pain in the ass you know <laughs> imagine then now being in your 50s and having to remember that shit well it's not yeah. fun it's, it's <laughs> i remember a whole one person show. These people is a, these these murder mystery shows I do now. They're impressed that I learn my lines because they've got like cheat sheets and stuff like that. And I just I actually like give myself an ulcer learning my lines. But Kurt, <laughs> yeah. but but Kurt, in defense of you, you're yeah. from a theater background, so you're used to learning them. Yeah. And and a lot of people, you know, since you you've had like a long stage career but he's doing theater and the other people in this production aren't learning their lines is what he's saying some people aren't yeah and they've been doing the shows for a while but they'll like be like a detective and they'll have like a note he has a notebook as a detective but it's got all this all the whole script in but that's funny yeah i had to do that once i had to like sneak because like i only had time I i just didn't have time to learn the whole show so i learned like half of it and then I had to kind of defer to this. Uh, let me check my book here. How dare you, Kurt Fitzpatrick? I had to. How dare you? I'll do my best. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. I know. So do you want to hear your Black China news or do you, do you want to discuss? Yes, yes, yes. Let's Black ask China the question. I, he did, and I, and I interrupted and started. Well, I think he needs discussion. to ask it again, Les. Well, Kurt. Do you have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Not uh, Black China's been keeping a low profile. Not really any recent news. But I did find this article from Finbold.com. Looks like it just came out well, today. Okay. Um, this is from, this is apparently a uh, finance article. Uh, this is Black, Ch- this involves Black China. Uh, it says these three OnlyFans stars made the most money so far in 2024. So, of course, one of them, um, well, first we can get a little bit Only OnlyFans. It's conceived by British tech entrepreneur and investor Timothy Stokely. Offers oh. a distinctive platform where content creators can restrict access to their creations behind paywalls. Uh, OnlyFans became viral during the pandemic with 210 million users globally and 500,000 new daily sign-ins. It hosts 2.1 million contact creators. Uh, top earners make $100,000 monthly. OnlyFans retains 20% of subscription sales, paying creators over $2 billion since its creation. Sounds like we're doing a commercial for OnlyFans, mm-hmm. but one of, the three people, one of the three people is Black China. Um, see, she has, she, I thought we heard she left OnlyFans. But this I thought says, she did. They, they made a big deal out of it. Yeah, and, and in the show that we started oh, no, to record did. that didn't make it, it was she was because she's not on OnlyFans, she's on some sort of like religious yeah. version of it now. Yeah, right. that was that was another article. I think we yeah. So so no, it does say it. She says because she she shared 155 posts on her OnlyFans 
page uh, garner approximately 16,000 likes, substantial following of 16.1 million on Instagram. She's director audience towards exclusive content on her OnlyFans page, accessible through a monthly subscription of 1999. Consequently, her earnings on OnlyFans have propelled her to the forefront of top earners on the platform, even after she left in December oh. 2023. So she's still one of the top earners on OnlyFans. Oh, because she she's not posting new content, but people are still subscribed. Yeah. She's still uh, she she generates a monthly earning of twenty million dollars through her activities in OnlyFans. According to this so it's article, like she's syndicated. We've doubted that. Now, who do you think the other two? One, the one name I don't recognize. The other one I do. Who do you think? The I other remember two someone of are? note had joined around the same time she did, but I don't remember who it was. It was like a model or something like that. I'm gonna say one of the Real Housewives, Larsa Pippen who was married to Scotty Pippen is a high earner on OnlyFans because she shows pictures of her feet. Oh, Quentin Tarantino would enjoy that. But no, <laughs> there's two <laughs> folks here. Bella Thorne? We've heard yeah. Bella Thorne. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. She's an actress, mo- actress, model, writer, singer. That was who <laughs> um, she joined. She joined in August 2019. Um, her de- debut on the platform was marked by posting a video montage on her Instagram account. She gained widespread attention, becoming the first content creator and influencer on OnlyFans to generate $1 million in revenue just within 24 hours of joining the platform. Hey, that's not bad. Uh, she gets a monthly revenue of $11 million. However, wow. her, her account subscription has recently been transitioned to a no-cost model. Hmm. Wonder what she oh, did that. so she's giving it for free now. Hmm. And then there's Cardi B. She's the other one. Oh. She... um. Uh, she joined the platform. It was her, her decision was motivated by a desire to dispel rumors, offer exclusive behind the scenes footage and provide glimpses of her life. Now, how much does she make a monthly earning of totaling 9.43 million? She's got a monthly subscription of only of four ninety nine. I want to know. I, I'm genuinely curious. These ones that are making millions per month. That that the numbers don't add up. Yeah, we went through this before. Where it didn't really yeah, make any sense. I don't understand it. Because Cardi B is making nine point four three million, and she's only charging four ninety nine. I mean, how many people? I guess we could do some math. Do we have a math theme song? Like, for instance, Black China, if she is making eleven million per month. That and if her yeah. subscriptions say nine ninety nine, that would mean that she has over a million subscribers on OnlyFans, and they said it that she makes twenty. So yeah, so be, she makes twenty million. Yeah, 20 so million. then she's there. Then she's got say two million subscribers on OnlyFans, but she doesn't. It's um, how many does she have? Does it say? Uh, she has sixteen thousand likes. It says, but on her, sh- it doesn't say how many. So many if, people she's let's really say on there let's with. say she has a million followers, sixteen thousand yeah. likes, and you've got a million followers. That see that doesn't correlate. Yeah, I don't. It's kind of strange. I don't know. Okay. And then if, if they really are making that kind of money, why does Bella Thorne say, yeah, I don't need to make $11 million a month. I'll just make it free now. She's made enough. <laughs> She's giving back. She says, I've had enough. Yeah. She's giving back to the people. It's having money has its own problems. She knows. More money, more problems. 
Well, okay. well, good for Black China though. I mean, she's got to make a living. She has kids. Girls got to eat. Yeah. She's um, got to get herself out in the news again. Right. Okay, but there we go. That's our Black China update. Okay. Well, you know, like we said, Angela, if you ever want to come on and talk about it, you're more than welcome. The door is always open. Yes. Yeah, but not next week because Jason Debray will probably be on the show. So oh, you got to okay. come the week after. Well, Jason, I think Jason Debray and Black China would get along. They'd get yes. along. I think they would. Yeah. Would he might be monitoring the show right now, so. Well, hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Did Jason watch this week's movie? No, I no. He wants to do a Hallmark movie okay. for some reason. Oh. Jason Debray, for our audience at home, he's been on the show before, and he's he hosts the Shelf Shedding Movie Podcast. So I'm on that. I, I go on. I've been on that the last couple of years doing the Oscar episodes. So that's that's how we know him. Yeah. Now I gotta tell you. This movie shocked me because I thought I was going to hate it, and I actually really liked it. I thought it was really good. The woman with the red lipstick. Yeah, from Lifetime. Yes. Yeah, I I, I wasn't sure. Sometimes I I think it must be a thing with Philo, which is the the, streaming service I have that has Lifetime. Mm -hmm. The title cards they use, like when you're recording a show, they use this weird filter on it, and the one that – the the like key art for this movie just looked really bad, uh-huh. and so I was really yeah, concerned yeah, yeah. the movie was going to match. And no, I, it was credits? great. No, not the credits. You know, like when when you're like in a streaming app and they'll have like you know the image of like the woman with the the red lipstick and it's like you know just like the marketing materials, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. on the screen yeah. through the app. It, whatever they do on Philo, their their screen grabs. Or their their marketing materials just look like shit. Okay. Well, it was yeah. so funny because looking at the movie, it was teetering on the. It's like it, this is either going to be really bad or really good. Okay. I was so on board the minute I saw the return of the black hoodie. Yes, it's That's back. Cool. Because we've had a few Lifetime movies where they were moving away from that, including the wrong movie that we watched with okay. Meredith. I was Apparently, very upset about that. That was because of us, right? Didn't we hear that, that, that they were influenced by our, our podcast? They decided well, to stop doing it. Well, our friend Samantha. <laughs> yeah. And not well, only we, did they have a black hoodie, they kind of updated it. It was a black hoodie with a mask. Yeah. I, I think I have a hoodie on again. I'm wearing it. It was one. a black hoodie with yeah. like a black face covering. And okay. there were like, you know how sometimes they there's like a, a faith covering and it has eye holes? Yeah. This one didn't even have eye holes. How oh, so it was probably like that material they use in those uh, those union suits you see around Halloween where it like covers the entire body, but you can kind yeah. of see through the fabric. It's like that. Yeah, it was one of those. Oh. It's like a Spider-Man hood or whatever you call it. Yeah. Well, don't drive in those. That sounds like you'd have some, you know. Oh, this person was not driving. They were running, Mm -hmm. but they weren't driving. So we we see so oh so we oh and we got a cold open. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we see this woman and she's getting strangled. Mm -hmm. 
and and then she's in a room and she's like, you know, and then there was like a heartbeat sound too, right? Yeah, I think it was to imply that, you know, maybe life was leaving her body. Yeah. And we don't we don't know for sure in this moment. But the woman and had like really room, bright like you could tell it was like a bare room. Yeah. The woman and had this room? like crazy scarf on, this really like um loud pattern scarf and and super bright red lipstick that did not go with the scarf. Yeah. Yeah. And and then it was like, you know, then the 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 heart went like dun 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 and then it slowed down. And then it was. I thought they're going to start playing the the harder rock and roll by uh, Huey Lewis. Lewis, yeah, yeah. Starts with that heartbeat. Boom, 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 boom. So, so then we see a woman. She's talking to her boyfriend while she's brushing her teeth. Her shirtless boyfriend. Yes. Right out of the gate, lifetime. Kudos. Yep. yep. Probably not necessary. What What was the reason for that? Um, to we like keep it. people watching the movie because there's a hot guy in it. Yeah. So this is in Chicago. It's cold there. Yeah. So yeah. Then, and so he's doing the Lord's work by taking that shirt off anyway. <laughs> so um, they were, and they're talking about going to dinner like after work. I wrote he's hairless. Yeah. And he, he was on the last seasons of Glee. He was? He played a gay football player in later seasons on Glee. I, I looked that up after we uh, we started to record the other day. Oh, he was cute. Yeah. This was waxing. So we knew their relationship was in trouble, and the way that we knew the relationship was in trouble was they were talking about going out to dinner after work, and he looked at her and he's like, you're going to wear that? <laughs> yeah. And then she, and so normally that is, so, you know, I, I'm married. And when my husband says something like that, I know I should change. Yeah. Like, even if he doesn't say like, oh, no, 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 there's nothing wrong with it. If he asks, that means, because, and especially, so he's British, so he's ultra polite. So he would never say, but it's like, <laughs> that question means, oh, I better like change. Right. But, but you know, it's kind of like if someone offers you a mint, you should take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's rude. I mean, and I guess you gotta do it. It's like they're like usually in that scenario. Usually, but not always. Usually in that scenario, mm -hmm. if it's your significant other questioning, like if you're wearing it, they're not gaslighting you. They they just are like, okay, you got to put a little effort in for where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so, um, but no, she was like, no, I look fine with what I have on. And so she's then in the office and then her boss comes in, her boss Odette comes in and she's like, get out of my office. But then it turned out she's that awesome. she was just kidding. Like, it, they made it look like she was going to be a bitch, but, but then she was just kidding. Yeah, she basically, like, you've been here too long. Go home today. Right. And I loved Odette. I did, too. If this movie I, had a bigger budget, she would have been played by Megan Mullally. Oh, totally. 
I thought she was bossy. She looked. She reminded me of Ruth Vader Ginsburg. She kind of had that. that? Yeah, she kind of had that look to her. She's she's totally Megan. Like, have you ever seen Megan Mullally when she's not playing Karen Walker, like her normal voice? She even sounded like Megan. And 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 for the listeners, just to she was kind of like I would say like the sexy librarian. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, so then um, she was clearly like, I'm the boss, but also I can still have fun and be your friend. Right. Exactly. I'm the boss, I but know. I can hang. That's a slippery slope. I don't yeah. know about that. Actually, you know what? She was the type. I'm the I'm the boss and I can be a bitch. But as long as you get your work done, I'm cool with you. Yeah. Like that type. All right. Like like as long as you're as long as you're getting your work done and doing what you need to be doing, I'm totally down, and I won't, like, enforce any weird rules or anything like that, as long as you do your work. Um, so, so then um, we see Lucy's trying to get a hold of her boyfriend, and he's not answering his phone. That He shows up. They end up going to the, to the restaurant, and the boyfriend was 100% right, and Lucy should have worn something else. Yeah. Because it was a very fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they were celebrating, they were celebrating something, they were celebrating something, right? I don't think I don't specifically, think so. no. Or something to do with his work, because he's been working really hard, and they haven't seen each other in a while kind of thing. So I think it was just yeah. like, hey, we have, let's have a nice night together. Yeah. Um, and so they're having, they're having dinner. You could tell they're having problems. And then while they're at dinner, the boyfriend gets like a shady text and they finish dinner and the boyfriend's like, oh, she's like, oh, Hey, come back to my place. And the boyfriend's like, nope, I got to go back to work. But what did the text it's say? Like, Do you know? Do you remember? Because I, I didn't write that in my notes because they didn't take it down as a piece no. of important information, but it probably is relevant to later. Yeah, I didn't write it down what it said. Oh, no, you know what? I don't think they told us. Oh, okay. Because you said shady text. I didn't know what text. made it shady. Yeah. And that because it was late at night, and she's like, well, we're we going back to my place. And he's like, no, I got to go back to work. And that was after getting the text. Yeah, he works weird hours. And then um, Lucy asks him, well, is everything okay with us? And then he is like, well, now that you're asking, I think that we need to spice up our relationship. We've gotten very boring. It's all very routine. And she's like, well, maybe I can come on one of your company. What? Maybe I could come on one of your trips. And he's like, no. And then he travels a lot. And he's like, this is what we could do to spice things up. He's like, let's role play. And so she's like, okay, sure. You know, I'll do whatever I need to do to spice up our relationship. Mm, okay. Yeah. Nice. And, right so he, and so he gives her like, he gives her like instructions. He's like, we're going to do this, that, that. And he kind of lays it out. And then she it's goes home. And so the next day... Lucy is leaving for work and there's a box on her doorstep. 
And in the box was an outfit and a note. What's that what banging? is that banging, Ness? Uh, it's out the maintenance person. Oh. This like, is like when, when, you, when they were closer. moving those chairs that time when you were in that coffee shop. <laughs> no, he stopped. It's, it's the maintenance person who waited until 6 o'clock in the evening to do maintenance. Okay, sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> We've been here all day. People do work odd hours. Yeah, he's working Roy's hours. Right. <laughs> so the box, so in the box, the note said, okay, so box. The, it, it, the note said, by night, you are a very bad girl. Mm. And your name is Maggie. I ain't going to work on Maggie's farm no more. Right. <laughs> now there's a wig and there's a scarf. And he tells her, he's telling her where to go. And that scarf looked a lot like the scarf that we saw in that girl in the beginning of the movie. Right. And the lipstick was like bright red, like in the beginning of the movie. So, so then later. Tell Roy day, to knock it off. Left for the banging. Ugh, I can't believe this. There's like, a Sex in the City episode where like the, the woman comes and she goes, stop that banging. <laughs> it was like a double entendre. <laughs> So, so, so they're at work, and Odette comes in and is like, "Listen, um, just so you know, we're, the boss is gonna." Oh, that's right. Oh, oh she was joking because she's like, what? "One of the extras looked like so OJ." You know, the boss is gonna ask for your story at the next pitch meeting, but Odette was the boss. Hold on, Les. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. One of the extras. One of the extras looked like OJ, so I wrote o- OJ works there. Like what? <laughs> OJ was like behind her in the next cubicle. Well, maybe he's and, the and murderer then, in this movie. We don't even know it. And then, Kurt, you debunked a rumor because I heard a rumor that OJ was in hospice. Yeah, but then I looked that up, and he and he's he's saying, whenever you see, whenever you see a video of OJ, he's like the happiest person who ever lived. He's like hospice me. <laughs> How? Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. We we started talking about that after we couldn't record the other day. How did that even come up? Like, why did OJ's name come up? Because the other I day? listened to a one hour interview. That's on right. Vlad TV, and I think Vlad is a good interviewer. Okay. Uh, I stand by that with 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 Cato Kalen. That's one right. hour. Okay. Cato Kalen. Because okay. I because I don't have other. I, I've got a gazillion things to do, and I'm sitting and listening to Kurt, with Cato Kalen. Kurt revealed <laughs> to us that the way it helps him fall asleep to listen to. <laughs> podcasts with subjects he doesn't find that interesting well i did isn't that or am i I, paraphrasing that incorrectly no for me to go to sleep i have to listen to interviews with people who became accidentally famous through murder trials so it's him it's the it's the woman from years ago during the joan collins uh one where she she, she passed out and they had to oh, give her flowers flower. to wake her up yeah passion flower i had an interview with her that keeps me that puts me to sleep remember when passion flower came out with a hit sing- with it well she, it wasn't a hit single but she came out with a with a single during that time i don't know who that is not necessarily murder trials but just you know no, that was a murder trial. Trials. That was Joan Collins' divorce trial, and Joan Collins yeah, yeah. married this younger man, and he was having an affair with this woman named Passionflower. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And now, so then I, Passionflower fainted on the stand, and yes. then she came out with with a song, and the song was, My name is Passionflower with a capital P. 
Why don't let me be just me? I am yeah, looking I this up it. after this podcast. It would be eight. what a reference. What a reference. Um, that's a I, yes. So I, I do try to listen to interviews with people. Like whatever pops up on YouTube, and I, I will I will play it. So when I get wake up at three o'clock in the morning, it get me back to sleep. So it happened to be uh, Kato Kalen. But then I got took twenty minutes, and maybe I fell asleep. And the next day, I listened to the rest of it. I thought it was interesting. Okay. So then, are you dreaming? So then, when you fall I do asleep, dream. the show's going on, and so you're getting subliminal messages from yes. Kato Kalen. I will sometimes. I will have a dream, and Kato Kalen will be in it, or so whoever I'm listening to will, will end up like in in the dream. Yeah. Tell us about the dream with you and Kato Kalen. What did you do in your dream? Oh, we discussed probably hairstyles and. Um, so in your dream, you're just That's having a conversation. Worse. That's it. Yeah, the, we don't. I don't like. I'm not like pogo sticking or anything. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing anything really physical. Because <laughs> it's talking. It's, I'm listening to talking, so we just you know I inter- interact. No, I don't. I don't remember what he did in the dream, but I'm I'm just saying that um that you know he 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 seemed like a nice guy you know in the this interview <laughs> so. Pogo Driving sticking sounds like a sex act. We're pogo out. sticking. Who does? Who, who does? Yeah, totally does. Uh, what? Who, who does? No, I said it sounds pogo like sticking. the name of a sex act. Pogo sticking. Pogo sticking. Oh. Yeah, I'm not pogo sticking or anything. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. that's amazing. <laughs> wow. Get yeah. a pogo stick night at the Eagle. Yeah. No, I'm not pogo sticking with Kato Kalen. <laughs> you know, you know who Good could Lord. have spiced up the relationship with some pogo sticking? Uh, Lucy and Roy. Yes. Let's get back, Let's Lucy get and back Roy. to it. Yes. So, oh, so, um, so Lucy, um, oh, so, oh, so Lucy asks Odette, Lucy's like, so Odette, I, I know you're my boss. And she was like, so she's like, I know you're. I know you're my boss, but I have like this personal question to ask. And Odette was not only the boss. Odette was like a um, a, a a lifetime type. She was like the sexy, sassy, sexy friend as well. Yeah, she's the friend that would like encourage you to like make the 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 less good choice. Yeah, so she was like Samantha from Sex in the City, basically. Yeah. And okay. so. But wait, can we back up for like or half a step here? So after she got the box, yeah, no. The after Lucy gets his box in in her purse, she brought she brought the wig and the lipstick in her purse to work. Why? Why did she show her boss? I don't know. It just seems weird that I'm like I want to carry this weird wig around that I'm a, a little weirded out by. I probably want to play around with it at her desk, like when she's bored or something. Yeah, try it on. Imagine if you worked in an office and one of your coworkers is like, I'm just trying to wigs today. Give me a minute. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I have seen some weird things. Oh, so, so she tells Odette, she's like, so listen, Odette, Roy wants me to role play. And she, he wants me to wear this outfit and say my name is Maggie. And then Odette was like, oh, she's like, well, is his mom named Maggie? And, ah. and she's like, no, she's like, is his sister named Maggie? And she's like, no, she's like, oh, well, then it's not weird then. Go for it. And I thought those were very fair questions to ask in that moment. Yeah. No, seriously. 
Yeah, that, yeah. I also, I liked that Odette had a point of view about Roy. Uh-huh. Like, Odette, like, she didn't hate him, but she didn't really like him either. Right. Because I'm sure that Lucy was the type that she'd come to work and be like, all the time. Yeah. So, Lucy then puts on the outfit, and she puts on the wig and the outfit, and she looked a lot like my friend, friend Frankie. And you know Frankie, Kurt. You've met Frankie. You've met Frankie. Oh, okay. Yeah. In, in, in Indy. Okay. More importantly, though, she looked a lot like the woman from the beginning in the movie that was getting strangled. Yes. Who looked like our friend Frankie. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. And so, yeah, and so, and then part of the outfit, too, was, like, this, the scarf that Jason mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I know so, who Frankie is. I just remembered. Yes. Yeah, you know Frank. You've met Frankie. Yeah, you yes, know Frankie. Yes. She lives in L.A., I think. I think she moved back. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, so she puts on, like, so she puts on the, the scarf, and she puts on the outfit, and she goes to the bar and she sits at the bar and then um, Roy comes up and he starts hitting on her and he's like, hey, my name is Jimmy. He's wearing a Letterman's jacket, too. This is Yeah, cute. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Looks yeah. in high school. Looked very similar to his Letterman's jacket on Glee, by the way. Same color oh, and everything. Funny. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. And, and so they start hitting on each other and it looks like it's going well. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's like, he looks at her lipstick and he's like, wipe that off. It's not working. The color's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of looks like um, Moose. Uh, Moose from the Archies. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> he does. Kind of. A little bit. He does. And so then, <laughs> so like, he orders her drink. And it works because they go back, they go back to his place and they totally have sex. Just love making. And she Nobody asks, cares. should I take the wig off? And he tells her to keep it on. Keep it on. So have either of you ever had relations with someone that was wearing a wig, like while they were wearing the wig? No, no. Have you? No. Just in that moment, I was like, Oh, like they would come off. Like it'd be like, Moving around. Yeah. yeah Unless she bobby pinned it to her hair. I guess. Because you can bobby you can bobby pin the wig. But I would your... you'd still kind of feel it moving around a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure. Or maybe she was wearing unless she's like if you like if you wore like a wig cap and pinned it, yeah. it would still move around, but it wouldn't come up. Hmm. So then the next day um on the news there's news about this missing woman and her name is Maggie and her name is Maggie her real name is Magnolia Maine and and that, we're talking about the woman from the beginning in the movie yes that Lucy had dressed up and looked a lot like right so her name was her name was Magnolia Mains. She was missing. Um, and so 
Did she call Roy? Who did she call? She called someone and asked if he knew who Magnolia Mains was. She called Roy. She called Roy. Okay, well, so Magnolia Mains in this in the universe of this movie is the daughter of this socialite, or she's the socialite. She's the daughter of this woman that's the longtime campaign manager of this senator. Um, right. Richard something. Um, so she's like kind of, you know, famous for being famous a little bit. And Lucy does the math and figures out that, like, oh, Magnolia went to the same college as Roy and calls Roy to ask if he knows her. That's why. Yeah. Right. And he's like, no, I don't know her. And she was, um, and so then he gets her off of the phone. Like, he kind of hurries her off of the phone. And then she's in, like, her, her team meeting for the week. And, and so, you know, they're asking, they're going around the room, they're asking the reporters what stories they want to do. And she's like, you know what? Well, I'd like to do a story on Magnolia Mains. And then Odette was kind of like, eh, well, I'm not sure because I don't know if you have enough to go on. But then Lucy talks Odette into letting her do the story. Um. And so, so then Odette also, I think, points out to Lucy, like one on one after the meeting, that uh, like Magnolia, they called her Maggie for short. And Roy asked you to dress up as a Maggie the other night, right? Exactly. So Odette's kind of the smart friend too. Yeah, where Odette's like, okay, that's kind of weird. So then. Um, Lucy starts investigating, and then at one point, she is talking to her friend, who is a detective. This? And of course... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, of course, he's like a lifetime detective, so he doesn't want to do any work. Yeah, he doesn't want to work. I disagree. I actually feel this is the first time we've ever seen a detective in a lifetime movie that was actually helpful and his reasoning in this moment for not wanting to help out Lucy made sense. And he came around fast. Yeah. He wasn't mean. No, but he was like, I'm eating my sandwich. He actually (laughs) believes her. He actually thinks she's smart. He doesn't tell her to do anything dumb. Like, uh, go home and and take a nap there. Like, (laughs) well, he knows her because she helped out with uh, career day or did he do? Yeah. Yeah. No, he she, she helped her his daughter with the school project. Yeah. She came in and like gave a speech or something. Yeah. So so then um she goes home. By the so way, his name, his work. name, did you notice his name, guys? It what? was it was a nod. Uh it what was Webb. Like Detective oh, like Webb, Jack like Webb? yeah, like Dragnet, yeah. Oh, wow. Dun. Remember Dragnet? Dun, 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 dun. TV, TV history. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Dun, 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 dun. No, I remember the movie Dragnet. But, but, uh, see, I'm old enough to remember when Dragnet came on on reruns. It old. was it was airing in reruns when I was really little. I remember that, but I never watched it. So, so Lucy goes home. And this, I gotta give. Okay, so I gotta applaud Lucy now, but then I gotta like rag on her later or something. Okay. Okay. But here she gets the applause because she comes home, she hears rattling in her kitchen, 
And Lucy's not messing around. She has her mace. She sprays Roy in the face. And he's like, oh my God, you've got mace. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I've got mace all over my house. I live alone. She didn't actually mace him. She almost maced him. No. She uses the mace later in the movie, though, for real. Now, it was a big... I think... In the moment of filming that scene, they forgot that they needed that prop. And they're like, find the smallest aerosol bottle that you can. And it was still like way too big because it had like a label on it and shit. Like it didn't look like Mace. It just looked like a spray bottle. Because it was huge. It was so big. Oh, I carry Mace. It was like a can of Aquanet. It was gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. She may have to mace a lot of people one evening. I don't know. She's, I, I bet the family size. Right. Seriously. That was like. Bet, a, I, yeah, the price by ounce was probably, you know, pretty reasonable. You had a big giant thing of mace. Right. Yeah. So he, was, he had his mindfulness app on. Yeah. So that's why he couldn't hear. And he's wearing a, like an, an apron. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. Really Where's apron? So then. She should mace him for that. So, so then Lucy's, so then Lucy's working. She's telling Roy about the story, and she's telling Roy about Magnolia and Magnolia. And he knew her. He did he know her? Because someone was describing her like because they said she was never happy. She was beautiful, but she was never happy. That was Lucy. Lucy's just from looking all all the pics from her research. She's like, I this. She's got to have like joy in her life outside of these photos on social media, essentially. Um, right. And Lucy notices a building in one of the pics that looks like it's from Duran University, which is where Roy went, and he was there at the same time as Magnolia. Right. So, so then. Lucy goes to the mirror and she sees Abby and Ab or no, uh, uh, Maggie and Maggie's going, help me, help me. Yeah. It's like, like she it's appears like in a- the mirror. It's obviously a nightmare yeah. in the moment. Yeah. And then someone, somebody chokes her. Yeah. Man. Yeah. See, I don't have dreams like this. That's why it's better to just have conversations in your dreams. Yeah, and we get then we get our we get our um, obligatory lifetime shower, but it was Lucy taking a shower. Should have been Roy. Okay. Um. Oh, so then we see a black hoodie looking at Lucy's house. Yeah. I and, actually and- thought for a second that this guy that was running for office was maybe Lucy's dad because we heard mention of Lucy's mom quite a bit and there was never a mention of the dad. Right. Who was running for office? The the Magnolia's mom's client. He's I don't think he's ever seen, but his son oh. is the other guy from later in the movie. Oh, oh, right. okay. We'll, we'll get to that. Though. Yeah. So so then Lucy's having second thoughts about doing the story. And she was going to tell Odette that she was going to drop the story. But then Odette's like, well, you know, actually some evidence has come up. And, you know, we could even break this before the, the evening news. So good job. 
Whoever so wrote this movie has clearly been to therapy, and I say that in a respectful way I because there's a lot of terminology and things that Lucy says or points out that is clearly somebody that's been through therapy. She uses the yeah. phrase, I've been over-identifying with this Magnolia stuff. You see Roy with his mindfulness app. There's something else that she says later, too. They're like... The, this is the first Lifetime movie where somebody's basically called out the fact that they're being gaslit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Odette kind of was like, oh, you know what? You're a terrible liar because I know you're going to change your story to quit. But, you know, you're act we're actually doing something. And then I, the detective taught us a term that I've never heard of before. Life-giving items. Yes. Yeah, you can, you can bring things if you're abducted. Yeah. I never heard of such a thing. So he said that, like, they looked through her house and there were no life-giving items missing. And so he said life-giving items are like, he's like, if you're getting abducted or something, sometimes the person who's kidnapping you, like, if you're on medication or something, they'll let you bring your medication. Yeah, the, the reason it being that, like, it, they might be abducting you, but they do plan to keep you alive. So they might want to use right. you for something. That's nice of them. And then I did think it was weird that wedding bands were considered a life-giving item, though, because he mentioned, you know, he said medicine and something and wedding bands. I'm like, yeah, even though that's important to somebody emotionally, I'd imagine it's just it's a ring. Well, and it's I would think in ransom, I would think like in ransom um, negotiations, oh, okay. they'd be like, I've got your wife. Yeah. And you said should they like a, cut her finger off. <laughs> Okay. Right, exactly. Ah, okay. Finger with a ring on it. Okay. Here's her ear with her diamond earrings on it. Oh, I and then what Lucy, I would bring. So then Lucy asked uh, the detective, okay, so did she take her lipstick? And he's like, well, that wouldn't be considered a life giving item. It could be. Well, I guess not. Yeah. Well, I, I think that from the detective's point of view, it wouldn't be okay. in this scenario. Yeah. Because you don't need lipstick to light yeah. Well, some people I know do. Oh, so then Lucy sees this picture, and she goes online, and she starts Googling, and she finds this mural. It's like a mural. And it was, oh, it, and Maggie had taken a selfie, and... It, the mural was on this bridge and Maggie had taken a selfie and the bridge was in her selfie. I, I didn't quite get what she was doing by going through these photos and these locations throughout Chicago. And then it dawned on me later in the movie that it was probably to sort of pinpoint where Maggie lived, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. So, so then Lucy is being followed. Uh, she she's walking and she's being followed by a black hoodie. Yeah, yeah. And she's walking past. She's walking fast. The hoodie's following her. And then she she bumps into a doorman. And I wrote here the doorman was doing some park ranger acting. He looked like he was doing a bad Trump impression. There was something about, like, the way he was moving his hand and sort of his, like, slightly hunched over 
feel like demeanor. It it had real Trump vibes, and he had a very yeah. similar cadence to the way he spoke too. Yeah, he was he was British, right? Maybe no. There yeah. was there was like vaguely an accent too, which it, it it's sort of like, you know, the the, the sort of uh, dinner theater people that uh, they they don't really do a lot of acting, but when they get a chance to make a big swing, they're taking it. Yeah. Oh, he took it. He was doing little, like a Madonna British accent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was like, "This is my scene. I've waited sixty years, and I'm going for it." I, I think oh, the doorman may need to teach, uh, become an adjunct professor at the Park Ranger School of Acting. Yes. Just an adjunct, not even full-time. No, no, yeah. we, we can't afford that. <laughs> no. Okay, he's an adjunct. <laughs> we not can't, we can't afford tenure here. <laughs> tenure for you. <laughs> wow. This guy really oh. drags you the mud. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so so the, the doorman is is like you know giving her shit, and this guy walks up, and the guy like pretends like he knows her. He hugs her and get, and and gets her in to the building. And I wrote the guy actually looked kind of like her boyfriend. A little bit. Um, and so she's so it turns out that he and Maggie were like old friends, like old, like teenage childhood friends. They grew up, grown up together, basically. Well, we find out that he's the son of that Senator. Yeah. And so they, they knew each other for years. They grew up together. They dated. It didn't work out, but they remained like, she, she came up with a full benefits package. She said, did you have the full benefits package? Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. He says, no, that sure cooled, he said it cooled off last year. Yep. It was interesting to me that Lucy's sell to this guy, like when she first meet, meets him and he realizes she's a reporter, he doesn't want to speak to her at first. And she basically gives out a sob story saying like, hey, I want to convince people that Magnolia isn't the vapid party girl she's portrayed as in the press. Like, wouldn't your cell be like, I think I can help find her. Maybe she's still alive. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I think I know where your friend is. Yeah. Um, so, oh, said, so then. Oh, she said that Maggie would, Magnolia would call her mother every Sunday. Yes. And that's how Magnolia's mother also kind of suspected something was up yeah, because she didn't get a phone call. And then she talks about how Maggie and her mother didn't have the best of relationships. Like, yeah, they're, they're close now, but there was a, a big chunk of time where they weren't speaking. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. also he said that when he and Maggie broke up, he cooled things off because she was, Basically, just getting a little clingy. It was getting to be a bit yeah. much. Yeah. So, so then, we also find out the next day that Maggie gets a call. We find out Maggie had a stalker. Hmm. And then Lucy comes home, and there's a note on Lucy's wall in lipstick that says, Back off. 
So, so then the detective comes over to Lucy's house. She gives him a tube of lipstick. Um, she says that her that her house is like you need a code to get in the house. Her boyfriend was the only one who knew the code. And yeah, it, it's then, it's pretty wild that she straight up tells the detective that she thinks her boyfriend might be the suspect. Yeah, yeah. Because she's like, you know, he, she's like, he's the only one that knew the code. They went to school at the same time. But he's saying that he doesn't know her. Um, I think we might be on to something. So, did she yeah, tell him about the wig and scarf? And, uh, yeah, I guess she did. She had to explain, like, point out that not only was it the same red lipstick on her wall, but, like, she had that in her house and whoever went in the house and she got did, that yeah. lipstick had to know the very weirdly specific spot where it was. Yeah, she did tell him that. Yeah. So and then the cop is like, so then she's like, well, okay, so can you go and, like, pick him up and take him in, but don't tell him that it was me that told you? And the cop is like, oh, I'll be discreet. And then the next day, the boyfriend's, like, getting out of jail, and he's like, oh, so you called the cops on me, huh? And they went he, to and his it work. Turned, it turned, yeah, they, turned, they came to his work. But the funny thing is, because he, he was like, I was at work, but the funny thing is, is she was, like, shocked when he broke up with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, like, she's like, wait a minute. Even if she's if she was wrong about that, yeah. If if I'm Roy, I'm like I don't know if I can ever get past the fact that she turned me into the police for a murder I didn't commit. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. And and the cops showed up at my work. Yeah. <laughs> she she could have told them. She could have told them she was role. She just role playing. Yeah. So that would have been a good excuse. Yeah. So and and he also so that, in this moment like she had just woken up he like basically woke her by honking his horn she runs outside and he basically tells her she looks like shit. Yep, he's mad. Well, there's no reason for him to be nice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah no more filter. Like you got me. So um, <laughs> so then um, she goes to Odette. Odette's like a. When you think about it, Odette's a really nice boss. Oh, yeah. Because she runs to Odette and tells Odette her problems. And she's like, should I call him? And Odette's like, no, don't call him. And Odette, like, you know, it's like you needed to do what she had to do. Right. And then, but then Odette tells her, okay, but I am taking you off to the story because now it's starting to become too dangerous. I loved Odette and, in the scene too because she says Roy sucks, literally says those words, and then she starts building up Lucy and says that like all Roy did is put down your careers and your passions and things that you know were important to you. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, no, don't go begging, don't go, don't go begging for his forgiveness. You don't need him. And then, um. Oh, so then, so Odette's going to take her off the case. She talks to Odette into not taking her off. And then they decide, she decides, then Lucy decides that she wants to, like, flesh out the stalker. 
And so Odette's like, okay, so I'll help you. And then, so then Lucy puts on a, this, um, she puts on Mag the sexy outfit that makes her look like Maggie. And she goes to a, the private, the, um, uh, Mag Mag Maggie belonged to this private, snooty private club. No, she and didn't so belong there. Other people did, but Lucy, like, lies about forgetting her membership card, so they she flirts and they let her in. She flashed, she shook the boobies a little bit, and the guy was, like, mesmerized. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And was like, okay. Sure. I did like so, the first guy she's talking to inside. He, he amused me. <laughs> she's sitting there, this, like, D-bag is talking her up about crypto. <laughs> Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and he was, and he was like shit talking everybody. Yeah. So she's like prying him for gossip. He claims that Maggie wanted to date him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and he was like, everybody here is like ten seconds away from bankruptcy. And so then, so she's there, and then she sees Roy there. And he's like, well, A, why are you here? And B, why are you dressing like Maggie? He's like, the reason why I'm here is because remember when I was running off to work late at night? Th this place was my client, and so I was coming to check on things. And then he's like, and you're pretty demented to be dressing like her. And he makes her feel like shit. But then the guy who had been helping Maggie out, I mean, the guy who'd been helping Lucy out, the guy who was Maggie's friend, um, was like, okay, you know what? I can help you. I can set up a meeting with her mom. Well, I basically told her when the mom was going to show up at the building so she could, quote unquote, bump into her. Yeah. So this so next this part, this next part, Lucy was a dumbass. Because, so, you're being stalked, you have people writing messages and lipstick on your walls, you're kind of in danger, and you right. know it, and what does this dummy do? She goes walking through the park in the middle of the night by yeah, herself. By herself. Yeah. We've seen that very park before, too, in, in uh, Lifetime oh, yeah. movies, yeah. Oh, yeah. Murder Park. Villains Park. <laughs> Is there a Villains Park Ranger? I bet there is. I'm sure there is. That's not possible. This trail's been closed for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. And then you go, ah, that, that acting is scary. See, she gave the warning that everyone should have listened to a long time ago. It's extremely dangerous. She was right. So dumb Lucy is walking through the park at night by herself. Yeah, she's dumb. You're, you're being stalked, and so you go walking through a park yeah. by yourself. Exactly. In yeah. Chicago. And knowing that it's you're sort Chicago. of poking the bear by trying to find out who who the abductor might be. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. So then so then the uh, so then the black hoodie shows up. Mm -hmm. and, and and even though Lucy is dumb and I think she's dumb, she redeems herself because he's trying to get her and she headbutted him. Yeah. Black hoodie also said back off. Yeah. Yeah. So then the detective later, like, yells at her. 
as well he should have. She should have been yelled at. And then she gets out of the shower and she's wearing a big giant towel that looked like a dress. But it was a towel. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I thought there was something odd about that. Have you never seen it like a bath sheet, like a really big towel like that? Um, no, but it did look like like a like a dress, like she could wear that out, right? Yeah. I don't have that in my notes here. Maybe it's a robe. Yeah, maybe. So, so then once again, she's in the mirror and she sees Maggie in the mirror going, "Help me, help me." I'd take down that mirror. Right? Just Windex it. So, so, so then, um, she, Lucy's sitting outside writing in her journal, and she gets a call from Dan, Maggie's friend, and she goes to Maggie's building, and Maggie's mother shows up. Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. And so she's talking to Zelda, and Zelda's upset. But Zelda is, like, keeping the house up so that when Maggie comes back, her house will be clean and stuff. Zelda was icy as fuck, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was pissed. Oh, it, it, and being shady. Zelda looked well, a little off. bit like Deborah Harry. She did, actually. And Zelda was like, she was like, well, and if she's like, and if Maggie was being kidnapped, she wouldn't have been injured because she was a good athlete. And, and then Zelda starts telling Lucy the story about how Maggie had a stalker in college and how he had, he was kicked out of the dorm uh, because he was harassing Maggie and Maggie kept journals under her bed. And so Lucy did, then Lucy did what I would do. She goes and starts reading the journals. Well, well, I would we, do that too. I thought this was a little weird because the mom let her. The mom told her the journals are there. She wants to go look. Mm. That was fine. But then she's like, put mm. the journals back. You can take uh -huh. some photos if you want. Like if you really thought that was evidence to help find your daughter, why wouldn't you have turned those over to the detectives? Trip. You're exact. You're right. Right. But Lucy kept it too. Mm -hmm. She snuck out with it. Oh, yeah. I would. I would have just That's taken photos. She gives uh, Zelda her business card, and Zelda looks at it and says, "Nice font." Yeah. Right. Zelda was shady. Zelda was watching That's... Capote and the Swans. She was yeah. shady. We should also that's point like a, out. Um, oh, go ahead. And that's like a really deep fu. So rather than just saying fu, it's like this coded, veiled fu. Yeah, you know. It nice spot. We should point out that in the diary, Magnolia mentions JD, and she brings it up to Zelda. JD, uh, that was the guy that Magnolia had trouble with. Right. Dear diary. So, so, I hope we don't get kidnapped. Yes. So, um, now she's at work again. Yeah, she goes, so she goes to Odette. Because Odette at this point is like her shoulder to cry on. 
And then she says that so the guy's name is JD and the guy Dan, who is Maggie's friend, who has befriended Lucy, actually he's into they're into each other. Mm-hmm. His name is Dan, but she says that his name is actually Joshua Daniel. So he's probably the person who was stalking her. No. And so then she I don't think it's John, I think it's Jonathan. Jonathan, because the dad's name is also Jonathan. Because they they say that the dad was named Jonathan. So, uh, like, when he was little and, like, was around for the dad's campaigns, everyone in the press office referred to him as JD. But the J was, like, Junior. They called him Junior. Yeah. Okay. And so then, finally, a smart person on Lifetime. Yeah, so, I know what you're going to say. Because Odette's like, okay, so listen, you got to get out of here, but you either go home and lock yourself in or you come and stay at my house. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, that the line that Odette literally says, the time for the Nancy Drew shenanigans is over. Oh, and that oh, too. Nice. And that too. So, and actually... I guess I got to be impressed with Lucy because Lucy then went to Odette's house. See, yes. she's not that dumb. Yep. She, she went, oh no, but she, she was did. dumb for walking alone. She night. was also dumb though because before she went to Odette, she stopped at her own house alone at, to get her stuff. Wouldn't you yeah. go with somebody to get your stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I call my detective friend to yeah, go yeah, yeah. with me. Yeah. yeah he's game. So, so then we find out that the cops arrested Dan. So that's basically two relationships ruined by turning people mm-hmm. in. <laughs> so, so she goes to Roy's house. She then goes to, she leaves Odette's and goes to Roy's house. And she talks to Roy. Yeah, because apparently she, he's agreed to meet her so she can give his stuff back. Yeah, which I'm like, this is not the night to do the stuff exchange. This is not the night. Wait till the crime is solved and then go do the stuff exchange. Oh, and before they start like doing the stuff exchange, they showed a trailer for a new Lifetime movie, and it is a sequel to that movie we watched last year, Single Black Female. Oh, what? Why are they doing a sequel to that movie? How could you do a sequel? I thought the black female died. I don't think she did. Or there's another roommate. It, it was just, it wasn't good. And it, it wasn't really tied to the single white female universe or storyline. It didn't make any so, sense. I'm trying to remember the ending. So was the ending then... Like the female was like in an insane asylum, or did she show up at someone else's house going, it's, Hi, it's, I'm Janet? I forget that it's, it's single oh, black oh. female to someone's revenge. So it's like the Amber Riley characters, but I think they're both back. But I, I okay. don't know. I don't know. Okay. When did we watch that? Like about a year ago. About a year ago. I remember. Um, so, oh, so, and then, so then when um, uh, Lucy's talking to Roy, she's like, 
we find out that Roy knew Dan in college. And and um, Lucy's like, well, I seriously think it's strange that you knew Dan, but you didn't know Magnolia. Well, Roy kind of fucked up because he, he hadn't really shared that he knew anything, and he had to make a boastful dig at Dan's expense. And that's when Lucy's like, wait, you knew Dan? You never mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Like, he, well, he tripped himself up. Yeah. Then he's so running he's, water, and he says he's not able to hear. He's yeah. like, he's got the faucet <laughs> yeah. on very loud. So, so, so then Lucy gets a phone call from Zelda. And um, Zelda's like, so listen, Lucy, I just remembered something. The, the guy who was harassing the guy who the guy who's harassing uh, Lucy, JD, um, his name was James Dean, and people would call him James Dean because he would wear the stupid red jacket. Yeah, the red letterman's jacket. And yeah. And so then Lucy was like, uh-oh, because she looked in the living room, and who had a red letterman's jacket? Roy. Oh, she, yeah. she knew. Yeah. And then Lucy like is like, okay, Lucy went and grabbed her shit, and she's like, okay, I gotta go. And then Roy goes to yell at her, and then Lucy pulls out her big, giant can of mace. No, I think this was a normal size can of mace here. I think it was only giant earlier in the movie. Oh. So she maces Maybe the him, wall is, and then... Is her home mace, and this is like her portable mace. Yeah, you need a travel right, mace. Her, her, her travel mace. And then she gets an axe, and she's like, <laughs> okay... She... I wonder if she's got a mace, like, for airplanes, too. It's only, like, three ounces or six ounces. Yeah, yeah, Well, it's got to be. It's obviously bothers her plane. <laughs> so she gets her axe, and then Roy confesses everything. This was a little the- bit of, like, you know, what, like any spy movie when the villain reveals their entire plan. It was, like, pretty expository. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then... And then she kicks him in the ball. Yeah. So then she runs down to the basement, and Maggie is alive and in the basement. And she's just tied up. And so Luckily, Maggie starts basement. helping her. I mean, so Lucy starts helping Maggie, and then they're going to escape. And then um, Roy is after them. And well, then wait, Maggie, right, Roy walks before Roy's chasing, before they get away. Like Maggie's like uh, uh, Lucy's trying to untie Maggie or whatever. Then Roy runs in and Roy's trying to console Maggie for like basically being put through this nonsense that Lucy's pulling right now. Like how di- like, yeah. I'm so sorry. This woman crazy. <laughs> so, then, so then Maggie grabs a knife. Yeah. And Maggie stabs him. Yeah. And then she kicks him down the stairs. And then the two women held hands. Yes. Which means it's over. So then the next scene, um, they were out and like, you know, they're waiting for the ambulance and um, Lucy's talking to Maggie and she's like, well, you know, your mom realized that you were gone and that's how this started and then they walk by with a body bag and i was like oh wow i didn't think that they beat him up enough to kill him 
He fell down the steps and he died. Oh, they showed him die. They showed the life go out of him. Like he uh, hit the I wall. He hit, his head. he hit the wall. He like breathed for a second, and then you saw his head tilt just a little bit more, and he stopped breathing. Like they showed it we on camera. Because yeah, they walked by with the body bag, and I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, we saw a ghost. <laughs> we saw a ghost leaving his body, going <laughs> right? In a red letterman's jacket. <laughs> so then Zelda shows up, and Zelda's happy to to see. Maggie and they go away together in the ambulance and Lucy then decides to make amends to her mom. And so she calls her mom, but her mom doesn't pick up. But then this was a cool part because even though her mom didn't pick up, then Odette shows up and shows up for her. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, you know, I just came to check to see if you were okay. Um, let's get you to the hospital and then Matt, uh, then Lucy's like, oh, well, I I want to have pizza. And Odette's like, well, you know what? We'll go to the hospital and we'll order pizza and have it delivered to the hospital. And then um, Maggie then comes up and gives uh, Lucy her card and is like, "I as a thank you, I want to do an interview with you. And, and then and then <laughs> Lucy after she's just been through this harrowing experience, has to help herself into the ambulance so she can go get checked out. Everybody's like, loading into the ambulance. Now. What? Well, why is she... Now everybody's loading into the ambulance. Well, like, Odette was going with Lucy. That made sense. But, like, Lu- like nobody helped Lucy into the ambulance. And she she's been, like, the beat the fuck up here. Odette's like, she's... let's not get crazy. I'm not going to help her. <laughs> Well, then she doesn't have to go. And her medical bills are going to be off the charts. Get her, If you have to go to the hospital, get a ride with, o, o, what's her name, Odette? Yeah. Yeah, Odette. Get a ride with her to the hospital. You're, you're going to be paying a lot for that ambulance. Yeah, yeah. You'll need an ambulance. But maybe Odette's well, like, hey, like we have a pretty good health plan at the Chicago Chronicle. You're good. You can take the ambulance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't I think just- they do. Like I, okay. I feel like Odette has a very healthy flex spend account. Yes. And Odette, you know, Odette, mm-hmm. and Odette was probably like, okay, and now we have an exclusive. So mm-hmm. you're helping me out, so I'll help you out too. Cause now we have a full on exclusive of the whole thing. And again, pizza. Yeah. Pizza and also, we, we don't know how Odette story. got to the house there. Like, maybe Odette Ubered, and she's like, I need a ride anyway, so let's just take the ambulance. Yeah, exactly. You might as well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might as well order a pizza in the hospital. The, the, the food you get in the hospital is like some salty stuff. It's like, geez, I guess I'll be staying here. Right. So, maybe they but did yeah. make the right choice. Yep. Don't mess with Odette. See, Odette needs her own movie. Absolutely, I would watch an Odette movie. Unless you were saying that she she could she could tell me a thing or two. What what, what were we saying? Who Odette could tell you a thing or two? Yeah, you said she she would she could like have her way with me or something. Yeah, she'd she be would. pogo you, sticking all over go, you, and you would go there. You think? Yes, I yes, you would. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <No comment. laughs> Yes, you would. But yes, I found this movie very entertaining. I did yeah, it was too. Entertaining. 
I think it was it, it was a legitimately good thriller. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I guess next week we're back to Hallmarks. I got to find a Hallmark one for us to watch. But in the yeah. meantime, mm. what were you saying? Oh no! So there's 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 got to be something to say. Yeah. Oh well, it's Loveuary. <laughs> oh, that is it's Valentine's yeah. Day week. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna have something. Okay. It's so Loveuary. It's Loveuary. Love oh. Okay. So there, I'm sure there's gonna be plenty for us to watch. Plenty. But in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com, or on Insta, at Kirkendall. Jason. Did you change your Insta handle to something that isn't Kirkendall? It's like Bugle Barrett or something? No, that's John. Oh, okay. I saw a photo from... Okay, never mind. So if you want to follow John on Instagram, it's Bugle Barrett. (laughs) Let's see what he's up to. Uh, please, wherever you listen to your podcast, rate and review us. Give us five stars. It helps more people find us. You can find all of us on Instagram, Facebook, and threads at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Oh, I'm at KurtFitzpatrick.com. I'm doing the Jester of All Maladies, my show. One-person show at the Rogue Festival in Fresno, uh, March 1st, 2nd, 3rd. I'm also, I just started doing Instagram, too. So I'm at oh. Kurt, Kurt underscore Fitzpatrick one, number one. Um, oh. And I put, I'm putting up, uh, I'm doing touring houses in New Jersey. So I just put up a video uh, where I, I, I tour a house with uh, of some of the people who live there were obsessed with cats. So are there like cat pictures and cat? Cat stained glass windows, cat uh, figurines outside. Yes, cat pictures. Are, cat are, you, pictures. are you also on threads, Kurt, since you joined Insta? No. no. We should. Not on TikTok or threads or any of that. But I just got onto Instagram, so there you go. Congratulations. And I think I'm going to go to the Rogue Festival the first week, the first weekend in March for the sole purpose of tormenting Kurt Fitzpatrick for three days. Oh. Okay. My raison d'etre. Hmm. Okay. Yes. You know. Sounds good. There's several. There's several gay bars in Fresno. Oh, you, you, you've never got me out to that stuff. Not well, well, you know, I have. I'll have three days. I have to get crafty. I haven't pulled seen it off you in a couple of years. Oh, you did pull it off in Indianapolis. You got someone, you got people to take me to, it wasn't even a gay bar. It was like a, a gay, gay restaurant. <laughs> I had, I had, I had some of my friends take you to a gay brunch. Yeah, that's what it was. Never, don't underestimate my power. <laughs> yeah, I was sneaky. Anywho, I'm going to go and Kurt, oh my gosh, you're going to get to bed early tonight. It was a good brunch, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So until next time, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.